Alright, here we are again. We are back for another episode. It's the animated month. We're the second week of animation month, and this is going to hopefully be a real turning point for the podcast, because now we're doing movies that are actually kind of good. Oh, okay. You don't feel like that no. today? <laughs> with what we watched? It was okay. It was just okay. Yeah, we're doing Monster House today. I picked this one because I remembered it being a lot better. I used to, some background, I used to work at a movie theater when I was in my teens to my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out and we watched it. We did a midnight preview of it and we all just really liked it. Midnight preview? Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, we're too old. I'm too old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we would do that. We would just be like, oh, we got a new movie coming out. You know, Thursday night, we'd be like, got a new movie coming out tomorrow. Do you want to midnight it? And we're like, sure. What is it? Like, it's uh, Monster House or, you know, some, mm-hmm. we never did romantic comedies, but we did some stupid movies. <laughs> yeah. Did The Happening, M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> The Happening, just movies people probably would be like, why did you watch that till like two in the morning? Yeah, I don't know that I ever went to a midnight movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, I used to do that too. And gosh, working them was even worse because then you'd get out at like three, two or three in the morning, especially mm-hmm. how long the movie was. I had a friend work at the theater, so we got in to watch movies for free. Yeah, I wish that was the case. When I first started working there, uh, who knows how long this episode's going to be with what's in it, so we'll just go ahead and talk about ourselves for half an hour. <laughs> so, so skip ahead if you're not interested. <laughs> skip ahead. Um, yes, when I first started working there, we could get some get like one guest in for free, and then as they started going, maybe they realized they were losing money, so we employees oh. had to pay a dollar to get in. Oh, well, that's still not bad, but yeah. the theater she worked at was like the dollar theater at the time. Oh, really? So I don't think they cared, yeah. cared too much. We used to be able to get a free small popcorn and small drink, and wow. then they were like, that's like $80. We're not going to take I know. <laughs> so they took that away. That's where their money is. Yeah. The benefits slowly started to dwindle. But I just enjoyed yeah. it, especially when I started to become the projectionist. That was like the best part. Yeah. And why I'm still probably so white, pale to this day. Because mm. I was just up there in the pitch black. They wouldn't let you have the lights on. <laughs> you come out by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a coffin up there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we watched this and I remember we were both really, my friend Andrew and I were both really enthralled with the movie. We liked it. We thought the animation was really good. We thought it was going to be just kind of maybe a, another crazy kids movie, but there's some dark moments in it. There is. And, and a dirty moment. Yes. There are some dirty moments in there and there, I, I don't know, we'll get to it, but we'll have yeah. to see if we're talking about the same part. I know. But yeah, this is Monster House. Came out in 2006. Okay. I think. <laughs> I thought it was older, I guess. Um, yes, came out in 2006. It was directed by a guy named Gil Keenan, which you've just seen some of his work. He co-wrote the script for the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you've got him to blame or what, but... No, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was okay. Worked on the Scream TV series, and he also directed that Poltergeist remake in 2015, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen. I don't think I have either. I've seen the originals. But yeah, this was his first movie, which was an animated movie, which I don't know how much more difficult it would be to make an animated film than it is. I'm sure there's some similarities. I've never made an animated movie myself. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's weird because your actors are voice acting, really. Because they're not, you can't see them. So you have to hear them through their voice. Yeah, well, with some... Oh, yeah. Well, with some behind-the-scenes things I've seen on voice acting for video games and stuff, it's, it can be pretty intense. They're like, no, go over there. I'm like, eh, can you make it a little more angry? No, go over there. Yeah. Like, so they do it over and over. Um, 
Some trivia that I read before we get started here, John Heater from Napoleon Dynamite is in this movie. He played Napoleon Dynamite. I guess they did some motion capture for this movie. You know, not unlike Monster House, but I don't know if it was as in-depth. I just read that they had dots on their face. Not like a camera in their face like Mars Needs Moms had. Gotcha. John Heater, on the first day on set, said he, like Napoleon Dynamite, tripped over a bunch of wires and broke his ankle. Dang. The first day. Man. So being a person that has broke their ankle, yeah, it's it's bad. Who doesn't get arthritis in it like you did? Oh yeah. Well, as long as he keeps moving, <laughs> I think that was my problem. Doesn't work a sedentary job like we <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> so speaking of Ghostbusters, the Columbia logo for the movie—you know—it's that lady holding like a torch, and it says Columbia. Yeah. That always reminds me of the Ghostbusters. I just used to watch those movies a lot as a kid. And it would have that come up first. And I just took that as from, like, that's Ghostbusters, Columbia. So every time I see it now, it just reminds me of them. And I couldn't see any information about this, but the way that this movie is makes me feel like it was filmed in 3D. I don't know if they were doing 3D so much at the time, because it, it had a revolution, hmm. you know, in the late 2000s. But there's several points in this movie where things jump out at you that make you think it's the title, for one, right here. It's like, mm-hmm. Monster House mm-hmm. comes out at you. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that. And so, like Forrest Gump, we start on a leaf. <laughs> Although, <laughs> oh, you know what? When we were watching that, I'm like, boy, this seems a little familiar. Where have I seen this? We pass, you know, when, when you're following the leaf, I think in, um, it's not a leaf in Forrest Gump. It's like a feather, I think, though. I think so. But in, something. Yeah, but in Monster House, the leaf passes Forrest Gump. He's like sitting on a bench. It's like, Whoosh. oh. It doesn't. He's not in it. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were referencing Forrest Gump. Well, well, yes. No, I just said in Monster House. Like, oh, you, if you look yeah, carefully no. in the background, you'll see Forrest Gump sitting on a bench. No. <laughs> Which they said this movie takes place in like 1983, 86. I, I had to read that online. They don't really say that in the movie. Maybe that's why I thought it was older. Yeah. This was like the movie before the 80s became popular again. Mm. Like before Stranger Things and before Muse released that terrible 80s theme album. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the eighties were like huge. I don't know if they're still huge now, but you know, everything was like eighties, like kids and movies and they're solving problems and stuff. Yeah. I love the eighties cause you know, I grew up in the eighties. <laughs> well, that's what, it, that's why they did it. And so everybody would be like, I remember those times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the first one to do that. I feel maybe, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, there's a leaf go flowing through the, flying through the neighborhood and. You kind of see the town, you see the gravel pit in the background, and Mm -hmm. this little girl is, like, riding her bike. She's the cutest girl you've ever seen. Yeah, she even has her front two teeth missing. Yes, yeah, she's saying hello to everything. Yeah. She's like, hello, fence. Hello, trash can. (laughs) Hello, sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, homeless man. (laughs) Hello, drug addict. (laughs) Oh, hey, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Same person. People are going to think we have a problem because we said the mom in Mars Needs Moms was a drug addict. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it's just funny. It's hilarious. So I think the drug addict in this one would be either the babysitter or her boyfriend. But Oh, yeah. Or Chowder's parents. They seem a little the dad, out The out dad there. for sure. Yes, absolutely. Because isn't the dad, doesn't he have a pharmacy he or something? He owns his own pharmacy, yes. You know... I don't think Breaking Bad was on at this point, but that would have been hilarious if we get a glimpse of his dad and he's bald and has a goatee and glasses. <laughs> but yeah, do you have an underground meth house? No. 
I don't know if it's called a meth house. <laughs> meth. Meth lab. Station. <laughs> well, they have a meth lab in the show. But... Yeah, lab, lab. So, yeah, this girl is adorable riding her bike, and she trips, or the, the wheel hits something, and she falls over. Yeah. And, but she happens to be on the lawn of the neighborhood asshole, Mr. Nebicracker, mm-hmm. who was played by Steve Buscemi. Which, I mean, some of these names. Wow. I don't know. That does sound like an old person asshole's name, though. The only real name is DJ in here. DJ. Yeah, well, all the others are kind of shortened or nicknames. What was the babysitter's name? Oh, Beverly? Elizabeth. No. Elizabeth, and yeah. And she goes by Z. Z, yeah. And Bones and Skull and... Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird ones in here. Did you ever have a neighborhood with an asshole on it? Like an old bastard on it? No. No? I do remember, and this is probably not really related, but it just popped in my head. My mom used to say she grew up in a small town. And she used to say that there was a witch in the town. Oh. So they would always like kind of not really taunt, but always kind of go by the house and, you know, they'd be a little scared. She didn't say that she did anything or that anybody did anything, but I can only imagine it being a little bit like this Nebercracker house. Hmm. And they're all just like, ooh, it's haunted, it's creepy. Isn't that crazy? They're going to put a spell on you. See, the parents can mess the kids up without even knowing. Well, you know. If you're young enough to believe it, you're like, oh, there's really a witch in there. Yeah. (laughs) That's messed up. There was a guy that lived directly across from my parents' house that their grandson, they were older, but their grandson would come and visit for like the summers, and I would just play with him because we were around the same age. But his grandfather was such an old bastard to me because I would just go over there, and I'm not even 10, but I would go over there and knock on the door to see if their grandson could play. And he, I remember just one time distinctly him being like, He's not here. He doesn't want to play with you. Go play in the street. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Go get hit by a car, kid. Well, well, the street was a cul-de-sac, thankfully. But yeah, he was an asshole. And then um, his wife, nicest lady ever, was like, you can come over and knock on our door anytime. She's Aww. like, don't worry about him. Because my parents told me, they were like, oh, he said something about it hurts him to get up and have to walk to the door. So he's like pissed off when he does it. So he takes it out on me. If it's painful to walk, you probably just need to stretch. Dumb. That's no. not cool. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm biased because he was a jerk, but yeah, yeah he I, shouldn't you know. be a jerk. But I I get it. Pain, pain sucks. Well, if you have your grandson, I mean, you know, just do what my mom did and have your grandson answer the door every time. True that. <laughs> just be like, uh, get the door. <laughs> um. So that was that guy, and I I don't know. I kind of was freaked out about that guy as a kid, and then there were some other kids on my street that were rougher, like kind of rough kids that when I grew up, I ran with them and we tortured these two people on our street, two older ladies. Oh boy. We just, we would just like ramp off their, their curb on oh, their driveway. That's not too bad. And one of them would rode through their yard quite sometimes. So we called them, <laughs> called one of them Pinky because they had a pink house. But they like called the cops on my friends. Oh dang. Like, they're like, the cops are out the look on the lookout for you. So... I don't know. Maybe I was um, trying to get vengeance on that old man who told me to play in the street where I'm like, I'm going to take it out on these other older people. Oh, man. Regrets. I have I have a few. Well, you know. <laughs> stupid we, we, ass kid. We were all kids and did stupid things. Yeah. So, so yeah. Hopefully that doesn't sway people's opinion on me. But, yes, we I had some older people like Mr. Nebicracker in the movie that were kind of jerks. Yeah. If anything, I think people can relate because we all had, yeah. you know, childhood is different. It's crazy stuff. Well, there was... I'm having flashbacks now. Oh, the, the oh, locked geez. up memories are starting to come back. There was another f- friend that lived on the street there for a while that lived with his grandma. 
And it was a street of elderly people, so I guess maybe they just shipped off their kids to these older people, like the uh, parents. But maybe. another friend of mine, he lived with his grandmother for a while, and his uncle, who was like 60, still lived with his mom. Oh. But he had this nice-ass car, which, like, nice. I know you're probably like, why wouldn't you use that money to move out? No. But no, he bought a nice-ass car, and he was so protective of that. I remember we were, like, sitting on our bikes in my friend's yard, and that uncle was like, if you come near my car, I'm going to break your fucking arm. Jesus. Yeah, two, like kids. We were like kids. Wow. It's all coming back to what's wrong with me now. Hmm. Therapy. I'm starting to I'm starting to understand. Now, we're going to not talk about Monster House now. We're going to talk we're about just, my problems. Let's just talk about Scott's problems. Let's heal him. Heal him. What was it? Um, oh, it's like Dave Chappelle's show where he's he's the, the, the crack addict. And he's like, that's the first time I suck dick for crack. <laughs> when his... his- uh, mouth is all, yeah, dry, all and dry and white. And, yeah. Tyrone, yeah. So, but no, he's he's a mean asshole. He comes out, you know, 20 minutes later, we're getting this. <laughs> but he comes out to this little girl and, you know, it comes out like a monster. A door opens and then you just yeah. see him kind of emerge from the darkness. And he's like, get off, get off of my house. Get, this is my house. And the little girl's like terrified and he picks up her trike and takes it apart. Yeah. Takes the front wheel off right in front of her. Which I don't know why I was a little confused because, like, as a kid, I mean, anytime when I get stuck on the bike, you get off the bike and yeah. you just lift the bike up because it was just a little tricycle. I don't know. She was very small. And, and how do you think you would do if, like, some adult was coming yelling at you at that point? Probably pee my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if they look like him. <laughs> He's made to have just, like, a few teeth. His eyes are kind of sunken in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is scary. And then, like a weird camera, he he walks back into his house and he turns around and looks back. And then we zoom out. Somehow the main character, whose name is DJ, took a photo of him through his telescope. Because mm. yeah. DJ lives I, in the house next do door. I don't think at the time. I don't know how he did it. Because, yeah, DJ is the kid that lives next door. And he's been watching Mr. Nebercracker. Well, he's like across the street. Oh, not next so door, yes. Yeah, they're facing each other. But, yeah, across the street, right across from him. So... Yeah, I don't know how. He was looking at him through his telescope, but he took like a Polaroid of him because it shows he's got his always sunny wall where he's got all the conspiracy theories. You know, like Pepe Sylvia, where Charlie's like got that big wall when they work at the office and he's got the mail. Oh. It's like Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. He's got this big wall of Mr. Nebercracker of like everything that he's done and all this crazy stuff he's done because he's trying to tell his parents. He's like, oh, he, he did it again. He took another kid's bike. Does he have like lines going through it and he's smoking a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he has like the red wire, the red like lines. Strings. Yeah, the yeah. strings. But and he's a kid, so he's not smoking cigarettes. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> but yes, he runs downstairs to his parents, who's played by Fred Willard, who passed away not too long ago. He was the announcer in Best in Show. Oh. We tried to watch that movie, and you said you got a little bored through it. That's the one where all the people were getting ready for the dog show. Oh yeah. <laughs> that... You would think, oh, there's dogs. Yeah. I would be interested, but I don't know. There was, I was just like, yeah. Oh, gosh. We need to try to watch that again because that movie is so funny. But you didn't get to the part where he's in it. But you would know him if you saw the photo. But he was he's one of the announcers at the dog show. One of his lines is like, the dogs are all doing tricks and stuff. And he's like, it's hard to believe that in some countries these dogs would be eaten. No, <laughs> I know. He's funny. But um, the other one is played by Catherine O'Hara, who plays the mom on Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. Baby. Baby. Yeah. It's my baby. Whatever her name is in that show. I'm sure people are screaming. Whoever's I listening is screaming. But... It sounds like it would be Maureen, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we watched it very quickly. We we marathoned that, so if our memories oh, are I a little... Oh, I loved it, though. Yeah, if our memories are a little spotty, but we just went through it so quick. Loved it. But it looks like his dad is a dentist. 
DJ's dad. Yeah, they have like these blow up teeth. Yeah, the like uh, displays. Displays. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting ready to go on a trip. She says they'll be gone like overnight or something. I, I think she yeah. said overnight, but they're gone for like what seems like several days. Some dental conference, probably. I guess, but yeah, because he's trying to tell his dad everything. But the dad says something very scary, I guess I should say here, when he's telling his parents, he was like, oh, I was watching him through my telescope or whatever, and he took that girl's bike, and this is like the 15th or 20th time he's done something mean to the neighborhood. The dad's like, you know, I used to be like you as a kid, except I had binoculars, and I used to watch the ladies. And yeah. he's like, says something about like, oh, the the someone twins, we used to watch them a lot when I was a kid. He's like, but they don't... uh they don't stack up to your mother, of course. That's right. It was like, oh, so you're a pervert. It's peeping Tom, yeah. Ooh. There's a lot of things in here that I think that maybe at the time in 2006 work was acceptable, or people would have just been like, ha, that's hilarious. Maybe. I mean, it is funny. I guess. And Back to the Future, which this is produced by Robert Zemeckis, who directed Back to the Future and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And, but in Back to the Future, Marty McFly's dad is a peeping Tom. He falls off that tree and gets hit by the car. Oh, well, yeah. Almost. And then he comes in, so... They have a theme of yeah, peeping toms maybe. going through their movies. Um, so they leave, and they're like, oh, the babysitter's going to be here in just a minute. There is something funny that happens is where, like, the dad won't say he goodbye or he loves him to the son. Yeah, the mom is very overprotective. Yeah, she's like, I love you, honey. And she's like, they're in the car, and she's like, roll the window down, tell him you love him. Yeah. Roll the window down, tell him you love him. <laughs> yeah, like... And he's like, no, no, he knows it. Yeah, he's like, he knows it. He's just fine. It's fine. So she rolls the window down and she's like, we love you. You're dead too. And then as they're leaving, they almost commit homicide and kill their friend because his friend's like walking in behind the car in his mask and they like hit him. Yeah. <laughs> they almost run over him. Yeah, they, they hit him and he's just kind of like, oh, whoops. Yeah, he gets up and he's like, I'm okay. He's got like a scary fish mask on because it's almost Halloween and got a basketball so they leave and this and dj the main character does something very strange he just screams to the sky he's just like because i guess he's just upset that no one's believing just him or... frustrated yeah so he's going through puberty yes they do say that because he's like hey mom yeah and she's like what what was that she thought oh he was sick so she was panicking oh and he, she well because she's like are you going through puberty and he's like i don't know but chowder is at least in this watch through for me is a little little too much because mm -hmm. he's supposed to be the token fat funny kid. He's wearing a cape for some reason throughout the whole movie. Maybe because it's Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cute. His nickname's Chowder. They don't think they give him his real name in this movie, but he is upset because DJ does not want to go trick-or-treating with them this year. Yeah, because he's too old. He's an old man. Do you remember when you stopped trick-or-treating? I don't. No, I do. I mean, <laughs> I remember my brother, Sean. <laughs> He went trick-or-treating one time when he was a teenager. Oh, really? And he got upset because people wouldn't give him candy. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's a little shit. <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember when I stopped. Yeah, I think you just, maybe you get to that point where you're just like, eh, it doesn't seem that interesting anymore. I want to say that my parents were just kind of like, nah, yeah. you're, you're too old now. Really? Or maybe I just had different interests. Yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, me either. I remember the times we did, or the years that I did. I just remember one time I, I emptied like a sack full of candy out and I like laid on it like Scrooge McDuck yes, with I always, candy. <laughs> I always loved it. I loved picking through and except those those black and orange candy. It tastes like yes, kind of like caramel, but it's not. It's like caramel and dirt. Yeah, those were not that great. I would eat them, you know, if I really had to, if I really just wanted something sweet, because. 
I love sweet. But yeah, I mean, DJ, he's at that point. We don't really get how old they all are, but he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm old enough. I'm old enough. So Chowder has like a basketball and he's all like, oh yeah, we're going to, he starts basically playing it and their basketball hoop they have in their front yard doesn't have a, have a hoop on it. It's just the wire. It's just the rim. Yeah. It doesn't have like the string the that net. hangs to, Yeah. The net. Yeah. <laughs> a string so he tries to shoot it and the basketball ricochets off the rim and goes into across the street into nebercracker's yard and he has a very weird line where he's like or not weird but he has a very crazy line where he's like i paid 28 dollars for that basketball no i guess i missed that i was like is that how much they were i don't think they were that much i wouldn't think so i don't know but uh, he has a kind of a funny line in here where he's like I mowed the yards all summer for that and asked my mom for a dollar 26 times. So <laughs> he mowed two yards and asked his mom for $26. Nice. I guess. I just looked it up on Amazon. A, a basketball like the one he's got is $34 now. Shit. That seems like way too much. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I had a basketball goal growing yeah, up too. me too. I don't remember. I never paid for the basketball. So. Yeah, I, I didn't either. My gosh. I'm learning so many crazy things about that. And we had several basketballs, too. No, oh, jeez. My parents were rich in basketballs. <laughs> DJ or somebody tries to go back to get the basketball. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, as if he's got like an alarm on his lawn or something, he runs out. You think he would have better things to do, Nebercracker. He just immediately, when someone comes out on his yard, he runs out. Yeah, he's retired. <laughs> I, I think all the people on my yards that yelled at, or on my street that yelled at me were all retired so yeah. that checks out that's what i'm gonna do when i retire that's all that happens when you get retired you just watch the street and when someone does something you don't like you run out and yell at them yeah yeah there's all these videos on reddit that prove that's true so <laughs> shit we're gonna be assholes when we get older nice <laughs> but yeah since he's just sitting there watching the street nebercracker runs out and he like grabs dj and i i put it in my notes that he would be sued so many times because mm-hmm. he got this kid and he's like shaking him. Yeah. And he was like, why are you on my lawn? This is my house. You got to get away. And he's he like, his lawn is not a playground. Yeah. And then he has a heart attack. Yeah. Or I'm assuming heart attack. I mean, he's just like stops. Yeah. He's like shaking and he's like, oh, uh. and then he like falls to the ground. <laughs> he falls on him. <laughs> just so yeah. funny. And then it cuts to like an ambulance loading him in. And I guess it would be a heart attack. I don't know. But, but the running gag throughout the movie is that everybody thinks that he's dead throughout this time. Because everyone keeps being like, mm-hmm. you killed him. You killed Nebercracker. You killed him. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was dead. You know, if if this wanted to be a darker movie, he could basically, you know, have to deal with the fact that he killed this guy. But it's all for jokes where they're like, well, you killed him. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> Maybe he knows he's not dead. But he is surprised when, spoiler, Nebercracker shows back up at the end. I thought it was funny when DJ is like, I murdered him. And then Chatter's like, it was an accident. So it's manslaughter. Yes. It's like, whoa. They call it manslaughter. How did, how do you know that? <laughs> yes. So, well, yeah, he's a little kid. How do you know that? They didn't have internet at the time. No. <laughs> he just had to read. So his babysitter, Elizabeth, shows up and she's like the spitting image of like the best babysitter you would think. She's got like uh, conservative type clothes on. She's mm-hmm. got like her hair pulled back and she's like, hi kids, how's it going? Oh, hi, good to see you. She's like, I've got so many fun activities planned for us and dj's like yeah my, my parents are already gone she's like all right thank fuck so she <laughs> yeah she takes her 
her like conservative clothes and she's got like a band t-shirt on underneath mm-hmm. and she lets her hair out she starts giving him all these rules and shit she was like i have the stereo i get the stereo tonight i get downstairs you stay in your room very manipulative dj's like no i'm gonna hang out here you can't tell me what to do because i'm older now and she picks up a potted plant and she's like drops it yeah and she's like why did you do that like, DJ, why did you do that? Your parents are going to be so mad at you. Yeah, she's like, who do you think they'll believe? Yeah, because like, he's like, shit. Yeah, he's like, I didn't do it. You did it. And she's like, well, who do you think they'll believe? Mm-hmm. Like, their fucking kid? <laughs> their son? Not, like, well, I mean, she's just this nice, innocent little babysitter. I guess. But yeah, pretty scary. So so he goes upstairs and freaks out, you know. And, but yeah. yeah. But what's funny is she puts on this tape. It says, like, Skull and Bones or something on it. Her T-shirt says Skull and Bones. She's, like, the fan of that band. Which is funny because Bones is the guy that comes over and then Skull is the guy that she talks to later on. The guy in the pizza parlor? Mm-hmm. There's a funny trivia point about that where there's a drop thread where they were in a band together. No. Yeah. And also, in another drop thread, there was a story... Like a plot point that they didn't animate where there were some school bullies to DJ that he lures to getting eaten by the house. Oh, shit. And they were like, that's too dark. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, I don't know if that would change the rating or not, because that's, that's a little scary. I don't know. But yeah, since they were like, everybody in this movie is kind of mean to DJ, so we don't want this movie to just seem so cruel. Mm-mm. And if there's kids that are picking on him and he leads them to what you presume to be their death, you definitely be like, holy shit, this is a dark-ass movie. But another movie that this could have been is that DJ is getting rid of his problems by luring them to the house. Like, he lures the babysitter, lures Bones. What? Well, he doesn't. Well, I was just saying, if they wanted to go darker with oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that would just be a different movie altogether. <laughs> dark as shit, but... Uh, one thing I noticed is that when DJ walks up to his room, Z, she's like, call me Z. Mm-hmm. The babysitter puts this tape in their player... And she turns it up super loud, and then she picks up the phone to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to be able to hear her. Yeah, I, that bothers me when people do that to me. I'm mm. like, what? What? Well, I'm sure in customer service you got that a lot. I have worked customer service jobs where, yeah, you're like, can you turn that down? Or people, the biggest thing I dealt with was people driving with their windows down. Oh, yeah. Like, can you help me? Yeah. What? Because I worked customer service for a little bit, too, mm. for like five years. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Somewhere. So, yeah, DJ's pissed off. He goes up into his room and he lays down. The drugs are wearing off on him because he just passes right out. And I don't know how late it must be, but it must not be too late because the sun hasn't gone down when he lays down. Mm-hmm. No, when he wakes back up, um, I think he looks at the clock and it's like 11. Uh, 11 something, yeah. yeah. But he dreams that like uh, the house, the shadow of the house comes into his room and from that, a big hand, like, reaches out of the shadow to grab him. Mm-hmm. So, That's and I think scary. that was another 3D moment, maybe. I, I, didn't, oh, I don't know. Yeah. There's another With one. With the hand coming out? Yeah. I, whenever something weird like that happens, it just reminded I was having flashbacks, kind of like, was that 3D? I can't remember. <laughs> but, yes, he wakes up to a phone ringing, and he looks, and it's like 11-something, and the phone, he picks it up and nobody's there. The call happens again and he picks it up and nobody's there. So he star 69s it. Oh. <laughs> hey. I don't think you can do that anymore, can you? I, you know, I don't know. I was going to say for younger people, star 69 was just, and I think it cost too, didn't it? Mm-hmm. But if someone called you and hung up and you really were pissed off or wanted to know, you could star 69 the number back. Or maybe you can on landlines, but not like on cell phones. Yeah, maybe not. Star 67 was just to get the number. 
I, I thought there were two different ones. I yeah, I started sixty nine somebody once just to as a stupid kid just to see because yeah. someone hung up and I'm like, well, who the hell is this? <laughs> I'm gonna call you back. But yeah, no, he star sixty nines him and his parents are probably gonna be pissed because they're gonna see that on the bill. But yeah, he hears a phone ringing somehow from across the street in his bedroom on the second floor. Here's the phone ringing from the house, Nebercracker's house across the street. Well, see, Nebercracker's probably, he's old, right? Right. So he's probably hard of hearing. So he has yes. a special phone that, has that the rings. Huge buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it rings really loud. I didn't even think of that. I was like, how the hell is he hearing that all the way around here? But yes, he's probably got those big ass button phones. And that is a thing because family friend, he was very hard of hearing and he was stubborn, didn't want to wear his hearing aids. Mm-hmm. So he had modifications, and the phone was one of them. And literally, our house was close, but not very close. But yeah. you could hear every time when the phone rang. Jesus. Yeah. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. Have you ever seen those people who have the computers where the screens are, like, super big? They've, they've got it oh, modified yes. to where the, it's large. Because they can't see very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. my par- I think my dad or my mom has that on their phone. They handed me their phone one time to do something. And the text on it was like gigantic. Yeah. I, I was like, how do you read all of this? There was actually a guy when I worked customer service. Um, he had that. And it was like literally he was blowing up a part of the screen and it only showed like the corner. Yeah. And then he'd have to like scroll over and then scroll down and then scroll back over. Good Lord. Just to see everything. And I'm like, man, how are you going to meet your production? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to take forever. But... I mean, it's great that they have that. Oh, yeah. I remember I used to work for a bank when I did customer service, and there was somebody there, that a customer that had asked for enlarged statements so they could see the print. Mm-hmm. And the guy, I got him back. I call, He called and got me, and he was like, uh, the statement is, like, huge. Like, it's, like, <laughs> 20 pages. I was like, well, that's what you get. No. I was like, why did we do that? That's, that's so stupid. Enlarged. That's enlarged. That's stupid. <laughs> So, yeah, DJ, he hears the phone across the street, so he decides to go out. But he first, he comes down the stairs and sees that Z has her boyfriend over. Yeah. His name is Bones. You want to talk about drugs? This dude looks hollowed oh, out. Oh, my gosh. He looks, his eyes are all sunken in, and he's got kind of messed up looking teeth. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I wasn't sure if that was part of the animation. Because mm-hmm. everybody's teeth looks a little Strange. darker. Yeah. It's like a grayish color. But his, you can actually see, like, down in the gum area that it's, yeah. it was really dark. So I don't know. He's just supposed to be kind of one of those neighborhood kids. He's got, like, a denim jacket. Yeah, he's he's definitely got gingivitis. Yes, because the boyfriend, as I'm looking through my notes here, actually shows up before DJ falls asleep. Because he comes into his bedroom and rips up, like, his favorite rabbit. Yeah. Because, yes, DJ is, like, sleeping in his little, his, his bedroom, and Bones comes in and, like, scares him, tries to scare him, and mm-hmm. he takes his bunny rabbit that, like, DJ has, he, like, you know, he was holding it earlier, and Bones, like, starts licking it. Yeah, because yeah. DJ called it a her. Like, yeah. give her back. Oh, a her. So he just, like, made out with it or something. Yeah, and then he Disgusting. rips it up. Yeah, he starts pulling the stuffing out. Yeah, and then as they, he throws it on the floor, and as he walks out of the room, Z is like, that is so funny. And he's like, yeah, I know. I wasn't even trying. Says no, something like that. Yeah. I was like, what an asshole. And then DJ falls asleep. But as he walks back downstairs later, they're talking, and Bones is like, oh, man, you said Nibbacracker went to the hospital or something? Was he dead? And he's like, that son of a bitch stole my kite when I was younger. Yeah. He, and Jason Lee, I don't know if you know who he is, but, but I can show you later. But Jason Lee does the voice of this kid. And he's like, my name is Earl. He was Earl for mm. my name is Earl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he... 
that's how I show. That's how I talk to you about actors. I'm like Earl for My Name Is Earl, yeah. or, or just another. But he's talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, I had this kite that I could fly it so high you couldn't even see it, and it landed on his his grass or whatever. And Nebercracker took it, and I never saw it again." Mm. And he was like, "Yeah, he used to be married and have a wife." And Z's like, "Oh, he had a wife. What happened to her?" And Bones is like, "He ate her." Yeah. Why? Well, I think he's trying to freak her out because he like grabs her and then she makes him leave. She's like, get out, get out now, get out now. Yeah, it's so weird. Her, her boundaries are all over the place. It's strange, yeah. So he's like, whatever. So he walks out and, you know, he has a, he's drinking beer, it looks like. He's got a beer bottle. I'm mm-hmm. sure maybe you could argue it's root beer, but he's drinking beer and he sees Nebercracker's house. So he walks over, walks on the grass and nothing happens. And he's like, well, maybe you really are dead, aren't you? And he throws the beer bottle like at the house and the door ominously opens and you see his kite. And I was like, this seems like Stephen King. Yes. Kind of it, like it shit where he like sees his kite in the door. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. And it was a red kite. Yep. Same one. Cause he's like, Oh my kite. Or... Like a red balloon. <laughs> the house is like, y'all floating here. <laughs> he goes into the house and it, it, it eats him. He grabs the kite and it eats him. Yep. Gobbles him up. And I think it's around this point or something where we missed it, but I think DJ calls Chowder after this and was like, I think the house is calling me or somebody's called me or whatever. And, and Chowder is playing like Pong. It looks like a ping, like Pong, the old old game or whatever. But he was like, what, where are your parents at? And this is where Chowder is like, well, my dad's working at the pharmacy and my mom's at the movies with her personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> Yikes. Um, cause yeah, DJ wants to meet with Chowder and that's when he, that's why he's called them. And so he, they decide to meet in like the quarry behind this neighborhood, mm-hmm. which I guess it says there's a, a billboard that says like luxury towers coming soon, which I'm wondering if that means it's like, uh, apartments. I wonder if it's like apartments that are being built behind there. I kind of missed that because I was like, what's this construction site? What's going on here? It says something about luxury towers, which I couldn't get if that means it's like apartments that are getting built. Like if we're Maybe. moving from the the 80s neighborhood to kind of, you know, the new yeah. apartments that are coming that are more common now. Possibly. But they go into this site and there's like a... Um, a backhoe. Backhoe. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of it when I was writing these down. I'm like... Oh, I know. I called it a digger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it digs, yeah. in, digs into the ground. Yeah. But how do you know? Because I just... Because it says hoe in it? I... <laughs> yeah. Is that... I should have remembered that if that's the case. <laughs> I just like construction stuff. Oh, yes. You do like... And I would love to ride in one and play in it and just... <laughs> like rent one out? Yeah. Yes, that's one... That's just give thing. me a dirt pile and I'll be in heaven. Is Shelly loves machinery, like like tools and heavy machinery. Yes. I have two older brothers, so, you know, I didn't get a lot of female time in my life. <laughs> So I'm a tomboy. No, when we first met, you were like buying tools and stuff to do projects. And oh, yeah. You bought that big ass saw that you ended up taking back. Yeah. It was it was too much. It was huge. <laughs> and then I realized I'm actually scared of saws. I used one when I was little because my stepdad, he had a lot of tools. But it was a bigger one that was more stable. The yeah. one I got was kind of small and it was very flimsy-like. But his was actually bolted to a table. Oh, yeah. Well, so. that one that we bought has the, the 
guard on it. Yeah, I can't use it. You didn't want to. Yeah, you were. You were. I was like, well, this is your dream. Do you want to use this saw? And you were like, no. I was scared. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, and I made the dumbest mistake to where the like the little screw that held the saw into place yeah. came loose, and I had been using it for like fifteen minutes. So I just grabbed it to screw it back on, not remembering that it gets ridiculously yeah, hot. Very hot. I had like a burn on my thumb for so long. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I appreciate that, though, that you uh, you did all the sawing. <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised. I'm like, you want to get on this? This is your dream. <laughs> oh, and chainsaws. Chainsaws scare me. I, really? I haven't had any kind of trauma with these things that I remember anyway. Um, but just, I don't know. The, too many things could happen. Yeah. Well, if you if we ever rent a backhoe, hopefully, you don't, you know, you get to that point where you're like, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm scared you do it. Well, I'll watch you and enjoy it. Yeah, well, well, thankfully, Backhoe was the name I could not think of writing in my notes when we watched it. But yeah, he gets to this, and there's nobody there, and he's like just kind of looking around. And then Shouter, the asshole, is like, yeah, 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 what's up? He jumps out at him. Yeah, and he, he even honked the horn on the Backhoe. Yeah, well, they're setting it all up for what comes at the end. Yeah, I know. That's, that's screenplay school, you know, is where it's like... If something's going to get used later, you have to kind of set it up that it's there, that they know it about it. So, yeah, they're all, and they turn on the, I think Chowder accidentally turns the backhoe on. Yeah, he's like, oh, they left the keys in here. Yeah. I'm like, and, what? And then DJ's like, turns it off, and he's like, stop fucking around. I'm like, they're going to, these kids are going to get killed. Well, yeah, it's the 80s. Kids could do whatever they wanted back then. Mm. So that kind of went into the 90s, because my parents really didn't care what I did. Although we lived on well, a cul-de-sac, but I could just true. go out and do what I wanted. Yeah, me too. Uh, but this is where DJ tells Chowder, he's like, I think Nebacracker's back from the dead. He's haunting his house because the house is, it called me. So that's what he thinks is going on. And so he's like, let's investigate the house. We'll go see it right now and see what's up. And I put it in my notes too. They're going, it's like midnight or later at this point, And they're going to go check out this house that they think is haunted. Yeah. It's like, do it in the day. It's the perfect time. Do it in the day. But it's not as creepy. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> I'm a coward. I would do it in the daytime. No, me too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I think this house is haunted with the spirit of the man I probably killed. I'm going to go check it out at night. Let's wait until 3 a.m. because that's when all the ghosts come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is where Chowder's like fucking around, pretending to be like an army man. He's like army crawling to the door. Yeah. Kind of just dicking around. Because he was going to uh, ding dong ghost the house, I, I think is what he said. Yeah, ding dong. Yeah, like ding dong ditch or whatever. D- yeah, get maybe... I think I put ghost. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and and Chowder sees like the beer bottle, and he's like, "Oh, look at this!" And then the the beer bottle like sinks into the lawn. Yeah, the, the lawn, lawn like eats it. Eats it. And he's like kind of making fun of DJ at the time too, where he was like, "Oh, yeah, you killed him, and his spirits pump him back to life, and he's gonna kill us all." And I'm like, mm. "Dude, your friend thinks at least that he killed somebody. At least let him be." Yeah, Chowder's kind of an asshole. Yeah, so. They the house like becomes sentient. I don't remember exactly what all it does, but it like comes to life and I think, sentient. Yeah, you know, it becomes alive. That's a fancy word. <laughs> well, it I think it like you know the the two windows it has on the upper floors are like its eyes and like it has like a mouth. Yeah. And I remembered this from the trailer because working at the theater, we would see that trailer all the time. But they're running back into the house while the monster house is like chasing them. The rug in the house is like its tongue, its tongue comes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But DJ's like, don't look back. And Chowder looks back and sees the house that like <laughs> kind of roars at him one last time. And he's like, bye, look back. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. That was all over the trailer. I remember that line so oh, good because really? that was in there so much where he's like, don't look back. Bye, look back. Yeah, I think. 
Uh, if I can go ahead and say it, that's my favorite part. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there, there's some funny moments in here. So we cut to the next day, and Z coming out of like a hangover or whatever the hell she's been doing. Who knows? They never change clothes in this movie, by the way. No. They're uh-uh. all wearing the same clothes over and over. Yep. But somebody's at the door, and it's this. She's for, for a prep school. Her yeah, name, her at first Jamie. I thought she was a Girl Scout. Yeah, me too. But she says she's from like prep school up around the, you know, in mm-hmm. in the town or whatever. But an all girls school. Another Forrest Gump reference. Her name is Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny from the block. Yeah, but she's no. like, did you know <laughs> that your house could be egged if you run out of candy? And I'm selling candy from my prep school. Yeah. Pretty smart. She was like really selling it. Yeah, when well, she's a shrewd businesswoman. Yeah. And. Z is like, nope, we're good. And she like kind of stops her from closing the door. She's like, you know, there's like a 50 to 70. She gives percentages on like how, how likely they are to get egged. Right. She's like, well, the parents of this house are not home and I'm the babysitter. And that's when she's like, you're the babysitter. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Jesus, I thought I was talking to the house owner. Yeah. I thought I was talking to the man of the house. Or, you know. <laughs> but she's like. Okay, look, did they give you emergency money at the parents? She's like, yeah, they gave me $40. She's like, how about I give you candy. You say you bought $40 worth of it, but you only get 30 and you take the 10 bucks. So she's like negotiating yeah, with her for she, her to keep some of the money. Well, she said that she would sell her $30, give her a receipt for 40 and she could pocket the 10 Yes. And then the, the babysitter Z is like, well, if you throw me some peanut clusters and some blah, 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 you got yeah. a deal. And she's like, you're good. You're good, kid. Yeah, she's a good bargainer. Yeah, so the DJ and, and Chowder are in his room, and they, for some reason, have been up all night watching this house. Yeah, not leaving the room. Yeah, because you show Chowder looking through the telescope, and he's like, 7.40 a.m., no movement. So they've just been, like, charting it, like, all night. Like, no movement. No movement. <laughs> They're in the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Or nay, CIA. Which that is a reference to our first episode. If you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen. Second. Cellular. I thought that was our first. Um, no, that was in Criminal. Criminal with, because they're in the, we don't know what agency that they're in. They're in the CIA. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. It's I've already forgot what episodes we're doing. I don't even remember what episode we're on. You but, should just listen to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> Z comes into the bedroom and she's like, guys, breakfast. And she gives him candy. She gives him the candy oh, yeah. that she's bought. and. She's like, what? What is going on in here? And and he was like, we haven't even left this room all night. We've been watching this house because something crazy is going on. Mm-hmm. And she sees these Mountain Dew like bottles, and he's like, we haven't even left the room. And he's like, don't touch those Mountain Dew bottles. And she's like, is that what I think it is? And she starts freaking out here. And then she has a line where she's like, you guys have a disease that has letters for it that has letters as a name, and there's pills that can help this. No oh boy, I can't. <laughs> The way she said it was kind of funny. <laughs> and so, yeah, she I think she says she's leaving or something. But anyway, they see the redheaded girl, Jenny, is her name, going to the monster house. Because all the beware signs that are like there are getting sucked into the ground. There's like a sign that says beware or do not enter that Nebercrackers put up. And it gets sucked into the ground, so she thinks it's just a regular house. Yeah, I mean, it looks regular. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No, it, it's... It looks like it's about to fall down. Yeah, it looks like a very dilapidated house. So she's getting ready to walk up to the house, and they run outside of their house, and they're like, don't go in, don't go up to it, it's it's scared. And she has a really kind of fucked up line where she's like, are you guys mentally challenged? Because if you are, I'm certified to teach you baseball. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Do you get blind. certified for that? I guess. I don't know. So yeah, the house tries to eat her. She goes up to it and it, it tries to eat her and the boys come up and I think as she's walking up like the steps, like the steps to the, the house. Sidewalk. Yeah, it kinda like forms like a little slide where she mm-hmm. slides into the mouth and DJ and Chowder are on each side and they grab her because they both really like her. Right, yeah, they both think she's pretty. Yeah, they're looking at her through the telescope before they run to save her, and they're all like, oh, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chowder's trying to pull her his way, and DJ's trying to pull her his way, and I think Chowder lets go, but yeah, they get her, and then the house, they run away from the house, because it's like its tongue comes out or something, trying to grab him, and... Scary. Yeah, scary. They, they're running away. They're sitting out on the sidewalk, like, kind of freaked the fuck out while this house is trying to eat them. And this is one of the dumbest IMDb trivias that I read, where the house is getting ready to, like, eat them, and then you hear Z go, like, hey, guys, and the house turns back to normal. Mm-hmm. But somebody on IMDb was like, there wasn't enough time for that house to transform back into a normal house. Z would have seen it be evil. Oh, boy. Like, how would you know? How would you know that? But, yeah, Z comes out, and then she's like, is there, there's a phone call for the one called Shouter? It's like a pissed <laughs> off dad on the phone. Oh, No. So, yeah, they go back up into their house, and, and DJ's kind of showing Jenny around, of like, their house and stuff, and uh, Chowder hangs up with his dad before they come in the room, but he pretends to be on the phone with his dad when they walk in, where he was like, because he's trying to impress Jenny. He's like, yeah, whatever, Dad, I'll do what I want. You can kiss my butt. He says kiss his hairy butt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which, why would you want to point out if your butt's hairy? Because he's trying to impress the girl. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Wouldn't that mean you're like a man or something? I, anyway. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> what he know. thinks. Because then he's like, oh, hello, DJ. Who is your friend? <laughs> he's just putting it on pretty thick. Or no, he turned around and <laughs> asked DJ for a beer. Oh, yeah. He's like, you got a beer? You got any beer? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> because, yeah, the girl, she sees the bottles and she's like, is is that what I think it is? DJ's like, what, what? No. And then Chowder turns on him. He's like. DJ, yeah. did you pee in those bottles? That's disgusting. That's rude. Which this oh. whole time they are so close to this girl, like they are like almost nose to nose, really, with her. And I'm just like, whoa, bubble. It's the '80s. No one knew personal space back then. Oh my gosh, it was giving me anxiety because I'm like, they're too close. They're too close. <laughs> I guess. Oh, the, the IMDb has another trivia point on here where originally Chowder says you pissed in this bottle. But I guess to keep their PG rating they have, they oh. edited it. But if you look close enough, you can see him say piss. Oh. He's like, you pissed. He's like, oh, you peed? The mouthing. It's I pretty don't... close. Pee. Pissed. So DJ is trying to, trying to feel Jenny out here just to get a sense of her. Chowder is as well. They're fighting each other. But Chowder's like, oh, would you, uh, there's a good taco truck near here. Would you like to get some Mexican food? And she's like, I hate Mexican food. And Chowder's like, me too. <laughs> oh, boy. If, at this point, you've got to know to dump this lady. If she hates Mexican food, there's something wrong That's with her. That's <laughs> true. I mean, Mexican food's good. It's very good, yeah. So I think they see a dog at this point on the lawn. Yeah. Like it pees on the yard and the tongue, the carpet tongue comes out and rips this dog inside. Yeah, that's poor little baby. But this was the last straw for Jenny. She's all like... We're calling the fucking cops. Because Chowder has a funny line here where he's like, only an idiot would go to that house. Because they're like, oh, it's it's new, it's new, October, it's Halloween, kids are going to go up to this house tonight. And Chowder's like, only an idiot would go up to this house because it looks so evil. And he sees his basketball inside the house. And he's like, my basketball. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Oh, wait, there it is. So, yes, they, get the, they call the cops. And 
the cops are worthless. Mm-hmm. And they, they are like idiots. They played pretty dumb. One of them's Kevin James, and the other one's Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. He, Nick Cannon plays like the newbie cop because he's talking on the speakerphone to him. He's like, everybody get back from the car. <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, stop, stop using that. But yeah, the cops are no help. He's just a real kind of just lazy piece of shit, whatever. I don't know. He doesn't believe him. And he was like, hey, if you kids try to go up there, because I think one of them throws a rock or something. Yeah, he And does. he's like, everybody get up here. He's like, look, if you go to that house, I'll take you downtown. Yeah, he said he'll throw him in the hole. Yeah. I'm like, shit. Well, I'm sure that's just a cop trying to be cool to him. Maybe. Um, so they drive off and they weren't any help at all. But uh, because they said one funny thing is he was like, that house ate a little dog. And Nick Cannon's like, a little dog? We got to call for backup. We need help. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's what you do. Well, the, the Kevin James cop is like, we don't have backup. It's just Judy at the station. <laughs> well, Judy needs to get her ass down here because yeah. the dog was eaten. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they give him crap. They were like, stay away from that house. Don't throw rocks at the fucking house. And they leave. And Jenny has a really funny line where she's like, well, so much for trusting the government. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just wait. Yeah. Just wait as the years go by. You should never do that. So the kids, DJ and Chowder, are like, we need a professional to help us with this. And they say, yeah. Skull. Because he's the smartest guy. There's the smartest guy they know. And he's like a, he works at a pizza parlor. And he's like a kind of a bigger, fatter kind of guy. And he's got like a mustache. Yeah. But he just plays video games all the time. And they were like, one time he beat this game. He played it for like 10 days straight with just a quarter a gallon of milk and an adult diaper. Ew. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Because, yeah, he, that's all he does at his job is just play the arcade games. Yikes. But they're asking him, and they were like, well, there's a house that we think's possessed by the spirit of an old man that just passed away. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tells him what he thinks. He was like, oh, well, there's history of possessed houses, and in order to beat it, you have to kill the heart or whatever, or put the fire out in the house. Because... The house, as soon as Nebercracker died, like a fire started, and there's just a chimney. Like, fire keeps coming out of the chimney. Yeah, Skull said you have to strike it at the heart, and then later the kids are like, oh, it must be the furnace. The fire, because the fire started right when Nebercracker died. Mm -hmm. But this is another 3D moment, I think, because when he's telling them the story, like, the screen kind of has, like, funky colors on it. And that's another kind of, I thought, 3D moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a weird thing that Skull said that is really gross, he said that... The kids make him want to throw up an aluminum foil and then eat it? Yeah. That was a line, what? I think, in the trailer. I don't know what that means. A reference is that? You make me want to throw up an aluminum foil and eat it. I like, I get to-go food, maybe. Aluminum foil. You know, those fancy places that kind of put the, it the in duck. a swan and, or, <laughs> the or swan, something. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's just saying weird-ass shit. So. Which I've never ate at a restaurant like that. Yeah, fancy less like that. No, I don't know. So We need to do that. But but he gets a phone call, um, Skull gets a phone call, and he has a delivery, and he's like, well, I'll see you guys later. He seems like he's the only person at this pizza place. Mm-hmm. He leaves them in there as he runs out, and as he runs out, he's carrying this pizza sideways. He's like, got a delivery, and he oh, runs out, and boy. he has the box sideways. Oh, boy. So they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We got to somehow put the fire out in this house, and they... I think they deduct that that's where the fire is, is the chim the fire is the heart because it started. And DJ's like, well, I've got a plan. He's like, because I think Chowder, he has like this big drawing of the house and the street, like the neighborhood and what they're going to oh, do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I think Chowder yawns because he's tired and he's just like, oh, whatever, man. And he's like, wait, what did you say? And he's like, I said, whatever, whatever. And he's like, no, 
I've got it. And he comes up with this fucking crazy-ass plan that they can put the house to sleep so they can go inside by filling it up, by giving it a bunch of cough medicine. Yeah. (laughs) Which they're kids, so okay. I don't know. I can get that. So he's like, Chowder, your dad works at a pharmacy. He's like, go in there and take a bunch of cough medicine out. He's like, we can make it look like a, put it in a dummy and have the house eat the dummy. And then when it's asleep, we'll go in. Oh, boy. And Chowder's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That'll never work. And Jenny's like, I think it sounds good. And he's like, yes, I think it sounds good, too. (laughs) Yes, that's an amazing plan. I'm going to go steal some cough syrup now. And then we just cut to him in his dad's pharmacy and he steals a shit ton of cough medicine and runs out. Yeah. And I think he even, like, sets off, there's, like, some skulls, you know, like, some Halloween decorations. Decorations, and he screams, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, nobody saw this? I don't know, and they're probably like, well, he's probably making a bunch of meth with that cough syrup. <laughs> I don't even know if meth is made with cough syrup, is it? Uh, well, I thought it was the if pills. Breaking Bad is, the same, is to be believed, <laughs> you can cook down the pills or whatever, yeah. I have no idea. Sudafed, I think. I don't remember. but So they've got all the cough syrup very quickly, and so they make a dummy. Like, they have a vacuum cleaner, which I was like, how expensive would this vacuum cleaner be to lose for the parents? It looked like an old one. Uh, back in the day in the 80s, I would think that those vacuum cleaners would be fucking expensive, but... Maybe. They dress it up to look like a kid. They've got, like, shoes on it, and they got a jacket over it, and then Chowder's scary fish mask on top of it to look like it's a kid. And then they stuff the cough medicine inside the jacket. So they put this vacuum cleaner on, like, the walkway to Nebercracker's house. And and so the house kind of, like, wakes up a little bit because he sees it. And then they're like, all right, plug the vacuum in. So Chowder plugs it in. And the vacuum cleaner starts going towards the house. And the house is, like, starts to freak out. Like, it's going to eat this thing. It's, like, getting ready to eat this vacuum cleaner. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe this is going to work. Yeah. And the kids are, like, hiding in a trash can looking at it. Totally disguised. Totally disguised. I got the trash can lids up. It does not look obvious at all. (laughs) Right. So um, it's about to go into the house, and wouldn't you know it, the cops show back up. No, just in time. Yeah, and they're like, wait, what the fuck? They're like, are you kidding me? Like, we told you kids to stay out. Oh, boy. uh, Kevin James goes up to the, the dummy, and he opens it and sees all these cough syrup bottles in it. And he, like, puts his finger in it and tests it like it's cocaine. His pinky finger. Yeah, pinky finger. And then he's like, he realizes his cough syrup and he takes a huge swig. And I was like, what is he getting high off of this shit? Or drunk. Yeah, tr- drunk or whatever. That they, There was like some drugs in cough syrup. You can get like codeine. You can get some of that now if like you're really sick or something. But Well, it has to be prescribed. Prescribed, yeah. But it, if you do a lot of it, it gets you high. I, think. I don't know. I, yeah. I, not regular cough syrup. but the Makes you feel thing. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the cop gets pissed off and he puts him in the back of the car and it's funny because they have super soakers that they were going to use to put the fire in the house out. That's right. So when the cops come up, Nick Cannon is like, throw your weapons over here. (laughs) And so they toss their super soakers at him and one of them kind of like comes close to his foot and Nick Cannon's like, I will shoot you (laughs) to one of the kids. It's like, wow. Wow. I mean, if a little kid is watching this movie... You know, everything is kind of real. Be like, Don't oh my trust gosh, the cops. The cop's going to shoot me. <laughs> Don't trust the cops, which is a very healthy thing to think of. You know, right? <laughs> so they're arresting the kids. Chowder has a weird line here where he was like, my cousin is a cop. Well, he owns a gun. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, just some dude that has a gun. <laughs> so they arrest the kids and put them in the back. And then Nick Cannon, for some reason, he's like, did you, did you hear that? Because the house is making noises. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cannon is doing like all these weird rolls on the lawn with this gun out. <laughs> And so, which I thought was funny. It was stupid. 
But I'm like, that's funny, funny for the movie. Yeah, if it was real life, you'd be like, what's wrong with this cop? Because if you think if you're a brand new cop, right? You're yeah. just all like, ooh, I can do all this cool stuff now. I got a gun. and Yeah, he pulls his gun out quite a bit in this movie. Do all these maneuvers. Which and... if you did that in real life, you'd get probably get fired. Uh, probably. But yes, he's doing all these roles. And he's like, dun, 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 dun. He's like, ooh, <laughs> gotta check this out. Gotta check this. So Kevin James is cop walks up to the door and i think that's when the house comes alive and he starts to freak out and i guess it just eats kevin james like right away no it eats um nick cannon yeah nick cannon because he goes over by a tree and then he's all like hmm what's this and then the tree like literally picks him up yeah and is like throwing him around and then the other officer what's his name Kevin James. Kevin is the James. Yeah, he's like, I'll save you, buddy, or something of that reference. Yeah, and he's like, I'll call for backup. And he's yeah. like, We don't have backup. <laughs> and then what was the lady's name? I can't remember, but he's like, Judy. Yeah, Judy or something. He's like, like, Judy, that. help me. <laughs> but then the house eats them both. Eats them both, yeah. And then it starts to eat the cop car. It like pulls the yeah, car. Yeah, because the kids are in the cop car now. Yeah. And Chowder says to Ginny as it's getting ready to, it's getting eaten into the house he's like jenny i've always loved you yeah guess <laughs> that's what you want to do when you almost die you want to confess your love i guess so they get the cop car gets like sucked in and the kids get out of it but they're still in the house and the house like bites the car in, in half. half yeah that's like, how they get out of it before shit. it eats the rest yeah they're really gonna get eaten they're gonna get murdered in this movie so they're like oh shit like what are we going to do? And they're like, okay, well, let's just keep our heads. The floor in the house like opens up and mm-hmm. there's like a pit of like water, green water in it or something. I guess it's the stomach, but cause that's where the cop car gets eaten into. And they're all like, okay, well, let's, DJ's like, keep our heads. We'll get out of this. Let's just go room by room or whatever. We got to find the exit. And so they're looking around and Chowder sees like the chandelier hanging in the main room and he shoots it with water. And the floor opens up again and like this big piece, this big water thing flies out of it in out of the front door. And I was like, did this house just take a shit? Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, oh, that's like the uvula. Yeah. And this is where the dirty joke is. Yeah. Like, this is the same one. It is. She was like, that must be the uvula because, you know, it's like if you hit that or something, you it you cause you to throw up or whatever, however she says it. And Chowder's like, oh, a uvula. So it's a girl house. <laughs> Whoa! You you don't mean uvula, you mean clitoris. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't find that in this movie. <laughs> oh boy, that was pretty funny. Yeah, so they're while they're looking before I think they do that, they find pictures of Nevercracker and his wife. Yeah. And she's just the biggest lady you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like a tiny little man. But yeah, you're seeing him throughout the years, and he was in the military. It looks like he's got a military picture. And you see some explosives just sitting in the house. Yeah. He's got like a box of it just sitting in there. Like, damn. <laughs> because it's out on the table. Yeah, the photo, DJ reads it. He was like, oh, he was a demolitions man in the military. So I think they go down into the basement, or they get sucked in through the mouth into the basement at this point. And you think the house eats them, but they come out into the basement, and there's all these toys that the house has eaten, or Nevercracker has kept. Right. And there's another kind of dirty joke right here, where when they get all back up from getting eaten by the mouth, um, Chowder is freaking out. He turns around and he starts shooting Jenny and it's just shooting her chest with water. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. And she's like, it's me. It's me. But the water is just going on her chest. Yeah. And I'm like, these are kids. 
And she has a white shirt on. She has a white shirt on. I'm like, these are just kids. Little kids. But um, there's another Stephen King reference. When they're looking around the basement, they see a monkey with symbols, which is a Stephen King story. That's true. Evil monkey with symbols. And um, one thing we didn't mention at the beginning is when Nevercracker gets taken away, DJ pockets his key that he falls out of his pocket. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck, man? Just taking his fucking shit. So they're they're in the basement and they see this heart-shaped key like it's from Resident Evil. Like you're playing Resident <laughs> Evil, it's like find the heart key. He it's he opens it with the key that he found, and they open it and they see like this cement figure of a big woman. Right. It's like they're a, like oh, it's Constance. This is it's his wife's name, yeah. And they were like, oh my god, he really did. He killed his wife. Like holy shit. And so DJ trips and falls on this cement, and he goes face first to the cement figure of Constance. Yeah, and they touch nose to nose. They touch nose to nose, yeah. It's very strange. I don't... The dynamics of that just doesn't compute in my brain, because I'm like, if you fall, you're not going to fall face first, especially if she's a larger woman. Yeah. You're going to fall on her stomach, probably. I don't know. But yeah, he goes face to face. But Chowder goes, way to go, big nose. I'm like, is that a slur? Yeah. His nose isn't what broke her. But the cement breaks, and you see a fucking skeleton underneath. Yeah! And they were like, oh shit, he really did fucking kill his wife. Yeah. <laughs> but then they realized, oh no, they couldn't have, he couldn't have eaten her, because she's in cement. Yeah, but they're like, still like, oh shit, he really must have killed her. Maybe he didn't eat her, but he right. fucking Just murdered her. Just kind of kept her in this basement, locked up in a cage yeah and so the house starts going crazy and like all these slinkies come down from the ceiling and take chowder away all right and that's when i was that's another 3d moment i thought because the, the slinkies come at the screen first they're like whoop and then yeah. take chowder yeah so i was like yeah if you're watching this in 3d i think that was supposed to like come out at you that'd be kind of cool but chowder's like slinkies <laughs> and Ginny gets taken away, and then DJ gets taken away, too. He gets picked up or something. And what was so funny to me in this part is that DJ gets picked up, and he's, like, getting flinged around or flung around, and Ginny goes, watch out. I was like, <laughs> he already got picked up. He's already screwed. You're too late there. Heads up. Like, yeah, I'm screwed already. <laughs> yeah, I've already got hit in the head, so thanks. So they're all, like, hanging together, and Ginny's like, hit the uvula. And she, like, sprays the uvula with water. And then the house fills with water and they all get spit out. Yeah, which I thought, man, that's kind of smart. Pretty smart on their part. Yeah, they just, they had to, again, if you're writing a screenplay, you've got to set things up in the movie. Like if they just, if she was just like, hit that and they got out, people that watch the movie would be upset because, you know, it doesn't make sense how they would know that. So that's why they had to set that up. That's why they set the quarry up. So they're all on the lawn, and Chowder gets pissed off, and he's wanting to leave. He says he's going to go home and make a pretzel sandwich. Yeah, which I was like, well, that sounds kind of good, but... Mm, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if I was a kid, I wouldn't think, oh, I want a pretzel sandwich. It'd be yeah. like, a hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was like, DJ, you know, I've done so many things for you today. He's like, I stole drugs for you. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got killed for you. And he's like, I'm sorry that you killed Nebercracker, and his ghost has taken over the house or whatever. He's like, but... He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah, and then so DJ starts to walk back home in the ambulance, and there's an ambulance that almost hits him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, and falls down. Because and... they don't look when they cross the street. Yeah, that was the trivia. I don't know if I've already said it, but a trivia on IMDb also says, the kids never look both, both ways or one way when they cross the street in the entire movie. Which I did notice that. But then I'm like, well, maybe you they be... know the street's slow. You could put trivia on IMDb if you want, huh? 
I just find that trivia so... If they pay me, I'd be happy to. Oh, oh no. it's not being paid. <laughs> it's not being paid. You're getting paid and feeling superior to everybody else because you noticed something everyone else did, but you wrote it down. Which we're doing this and we're not getting paid right now, so... Yeah, well, yeah. Ho- hopefully one day. You like doing things and not getting paid for them. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Nevercracker comes out of the ambulance and he's alive. I think he's in like a uh, hospital gown. Yeah, and he's got a sling on. I was like, they didn't let you have your clothes back? And, and then, the ambulance dropped him off, too. Right. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know an ambulance was like a taxi service. Back in the 80s, maybe, but now it's like, okay, it was 50000 for us to take you to the hospital and another 50000 for us to take you home. Yeah. And we're not going to give you clothes. Which they don't do, because I had a friend um, that lived far away, and unfortunately uh, she had COVID and had to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And she was done, and it was like late in the evening, and she's like, how am I going to get home? She didn't have anybody to go come pick her up, because her mom can't drive, and she was stranded. Wow. So she had to end up calling an Uber, Yeah. which was super expensive. And dangerous if she's got COVID. Yeah, but this, I guess this Uber person was really kind to her and, and was really helpful. Yeah. She was just super sick. Yeah, I mean, I get it now, but yeah, ambulances, I wouldn't even want to take one to the hospital, which is how expensive they are. But the hospital would not let her stay there. Oh, wow. That's crazy. They're like, you gotta go. We don't have room for you. Jesus, yeah. It was yeah. Been some crazy times now, but DJ just automatically knows Nebacracker is trying to save all the kids. I, it's kind of strange because I think he realizes that Constance, his wife, is the house. Her spirit is the house. Right. Because he's like, Mr. Nebercracker, I know you've been trying to save us. Nebercracker, I think he lays the story out where he went to a freak show. Yeah, <laughs> this, like a circus This is so fucking crazy it shit. It is the worst. He goes to a freak show. Constance is the fat lady. On display. Yes, and she's sitting there, and he's just in love. He's like, oh, she's, he just looks at her like he loves everything about her. Right. And someone throws fruit at her, and she goes crazy. Yeah. She's like, Bruh! Which, rude. It's horrible how, they, how this is framed. So at night... Because she's an animal, I guess. They have her in, like, a cage. Yeah, because she's so obese. She's She's an animal. She's not a human being. They can't have her sleep in, like, a room. But she's in, like, the cage you would see in, like, the old movies. Like a tiger cage. Tiger cage, yeah. And Nebercracker comes up, and he was like, I can get you out of here. And she's like, yes, please. And instead of just letting her out, he rolls his, he backs (laughs) his truck back up to the cage, hooks it up, and drives off with her. Her Uh, in the back. Yeah. I'm like... Let her out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm thinking they are making it like she wouldn't fit in the truck. I guess, but my God, it is fucking horrific the way that they're treating her. Like, Oh, it is. I totally agree. But I guess if we're talking about back in his day, this would be like what? 50s. 50s? 40s. Maybe. Well, it's in the war, so probably World War Two. So 40s, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they did back in the 40s. I don't think it's very cool for the movie to do it, though. No. The movie can't be like, well, they would have done it back then, so we're going to make a movie in 2006 that shows it. I don't even think they would have done it back then. But yeah. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked seeing this. So, well, basically what it is is he pulls up, I guess some time has passed, and he has bought the land where his house now stands. Right. And he was like, we're going to make a house here. And, and I guess they've gotten married, and they're so happy, and shows them like kind of like a somewhat of a house built. 
Like, they don't have much of it built. They've got, like, stairs and stuff. Yeah, and they've got the basement dug out and yeah. some of the frame up. And they're putting cement in the basement to, like, build it. Mm-hmm. And some kids throw fruit at her again or throw rocks or something at her. Which, did you notice how the kids were dressed? No. Like Indians? Well, we're led to be- we're told later that that is Halloween. Because this is true. She says he says later that she, you know, every Halloween she like gets angrier. Okay. I guess. But she was moving around and stuff before Halloween in the movie. Like, so that doesn't really hold water with me. But yeah, it was just like, but well, basically we'll finish what happened. Yeah, she gets rocks thrown at her by kids dressed as Indians. And she freaks out, and Nebercracker's like, they're just kids. He's like, it's okay. I guess in the moment, because they were making her out to be just this awful Mm -hmm. human being. And then I see Indians, and I'm just like, oh. Oh, they so they're just setting this up to be just some awful thing. You thought it was like going to be like a curse. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, not, not a curse, but you know, I don't know. Indians. I thought they were portraying the Indians as being bad. Oh, I see. Okay. Because they were throwing things at her. Gotcha. Well, in a way, they were because they were just showing these kids being morons. Yeah, and being mean like, to her. No. <laughs> um. But that could have very well have been. And we're like, yeah, Indian, they, they gave her some sort of a curse or something. But basically, yeah, she gets pissed off and, and Nebercracker's like, honey, please, it's going to be okay. Like, they're just kids. And yeah. she's freaking out and she falls into the basement. And I guess she died. But the cement. Well, she pulls the cement handle. Oh, yeah. As she's falling. And it fills and her it in. fills which what a horrible death fucking crazy shit i mean this poor think, lady is a terrible life if you think about it she just chokes on cement yeah that, that's how she would die she suffocates yeah Ugh. so nebercracker's like well we built the house you know and she was still there like her spirit was still in the house and like every halloween she became she you know grew angrier and angrier and she hates Halloween because, you know, the kids were dressed up and threw rocks at her and she's angry at people. Which maybe that makes sense with the Indians and the curse because how does her powers soul or whatever go into this house? I don't know. There's nothing, you know, we're talking about these Indians so much, but there's nothing. These ki- They're just kids in costumes. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's me. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. They're just kids in costumes, but I don't know. I think they're just saying that, like, her spirit was so angry with how she had been treated that she took over the house and... Okay. Nebercracker's like, oh, yes. And every Halloween, she becomes angrier and attacks anyone that comes close to it. Well, she's been tortured. Poor lady. Yeah. So Nebercracker, he's like, well, DJ's like, well, you know, we need to finish this. And Nebercracker's like, well, I can't because she's all I've got. Yeah. He's like, if if I blow her up or if I, you know, destroy the house, I won't have anybody left. And DJ's like, well, you've got us. Yeah. And he grabs his hand. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and I don't know, it just kind of, if the movie was a little bit longer maybe, but it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Where before he was shaking these kids. And I guess we're supposed to, you know, get that he really likes kids because he's been trying to keep them away from the I'm house. Just trying to help them. Yeah. So this house is listening, I guess, and it freaks the fuck out. And the trees in the house become arms. And this thing lifts itself out of the foundation and starts chasing them. Yes. Which I was like, whoa. Pretty fucking crazy, yeah. So... They they start running, and Nebercracker is like, no, honey, don't. Honey, please, no, it's okay. Yeah. And he's trying to talk her down, and they run. And, and another thing I wrote was like, nobody in this neighborhood, are they all gone? Because no one hears this house moving. Right. 
And I mean, as they're going down like some alleyway or something, uh, the house is just kind of destroying everything. Yeah. Like dumpsters or whatever. No one notices it. No. And as the what happens next as we go through the movie here, no one notices it either. But yeah, they're running. They, they get chased into the quarry. And um, this is where Neighbor Cracker has like a heartfelt moment with the house because he stops and he's like, it's going to be okay. He was like, I should have done this a long time ago. Like, it's not fair to you. And he pulls a stick of dynamite out of his sling. Mm-hmm. And he was like, honey, no, it's going to be fine. And he lights a match off the porch, like strikes the match and tries to light the dynamite and the house goes crazy. And Well, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of knocks him over. The kids, I think, grab the dynamite. There was a funny moment where they're run. I think it's before they get to the quarry, but they're running and, and Chowder shuts like a tiny little gate in front of the house. And uh. Nebercracker's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to slow the house down. I'm like, the house could just walk over that fence. Yeah, he's like, that's not doing anything. Yeah. Just run. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're all running in this quarry. And then, no, this is what happens. Nebercracker's about to blow the house up and the house starts freaking out. And the kids come in with the backhoe. Mm-hmm. And they start fighting the house because Chowder can drive this thing somehow (laughs) yeah he just learned in like two seconds how to drive this complex backhoe that has it's not like a car i mean it's you use little sticks and levers to yeah maybe it's easy everything around well maybe it's easy enough to figure out i don't know but um yeah they're fighting it and then nebacracker gets kind of knocked to the side and he's like you've got to blow the house up and DJ gets the dynamite. You're just entrusting these little kids with dynamite. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think Nebercracker's like, gives the dynamite to DJ and he's like, I'll know you, you'll do the right thing or something. Something like that, yeah. And this is where DJ looks and he sees the chimney again and he's like, the chimney leads to the heart. So he realizes right. we got to throw this dynamite down the chimney. Exactly. Which, would you even have to light it? If that fire is in the house, can't you just throw the dynamite down there and uh, it'll hopefully could. kill on fire? <laughs> I yeah. guess they want to just be safe. And, uh, you know, dynamite is usually very unstable. Yes. You you would know. You, you When you worked on that road crew. Yep. <laughs> you blew up some people there. Back in the day when they were um, building train tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they use dynamite when I they did know. train tracks. Back in the old west, when you were blowing out tunnels just so you could make a train tracks to con- to unite the old west. That's right. So yeah, they. But no, in every movie, dynamite is very very unstable. unstable. Yes, we, and again, we're just using movies and video games as, as our reference. Yeah, I but mean, it even sweats. If you touch it, yeah. But, Look at it wrong. But they. <laughs> but they have a part. Where DJ falls uh, with the dynamite in his hand. He falls down into the pit. Like the r- pit or ravine or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And I'm it, like, he would have blown the fuck up. You would think, I guess. But Chowder is fighting the house by himself in the backhoe. And DJ is like, he sees a crane in the distance. And he's like, we got to climb this crane and get out on the limb or the edge. And we'll throw it down the chimney. So he's like, Chowder, bring it towards the crane. And Chowder and this house go flying down this hill. And, I, and it's mm-hmm. not like a big, it's not a small hill. It is like a fucking, like we said, pit, like a giant pit. Yeah, it's it's pretty deep. And so they, uh, Chowder somehow still lives through all this in the in the backhoe. <laughs> I and don't even know. The house is like destroyed, and Chowder is like, "Woo, we did it!" And the house puts itself back together. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, Chowder had a funny saying in this part. Let me find it. Is it where he calls it an outhouse? No, but that is another good one. While you're looking that up, yeah, he's he's trash talking the house. He says, "You're nothing but a shack. You're an outhouse." 
Oh, is it where, where he said, when the house breaks up, he's like, look who just won. It's yeah. me, the screw up. Yeah, the screw up. He's like, oh, the screw, look at the screw up. I just won. <laughs> Whatever. That's yeah. right. That's pretty sad. And I'm like, aw. But the house puts itself back together into like a mass of just wood into like a scary like a looking monster. Ball. A ma- like a mouth. Yeah. And Chowder's like, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, so yeah, the house like lifts, I put it here where the house lifts Chowder up and like throws him and he falls like 50 feet and he's okay. Yeah, he's totally fine. Like gets back up and so he's luring it to the crane because DJ and Jimmy are on the crane and I think at this point, yeah, they're at the top and Jimmy kisses DJ. Mm-hmm. Cause and, he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. And she's like, let me give you some courage. Yes. And as he's walking out on the ledge of the crane, the top of it, he's just like, I kissed a girl. I just kissed a girl. <laughs> right on the mouth. <laughs> So he falls down to like the, the hook that's on like the the cable. Yeah, like the the wrecking ball. Yeah, that's right, the wrecking ball, and he's gonna try and like drop, but the thing drops with him on it. Mm-hmm. So he's swinging on this wrecking ball. Would you say that he came in like a wrecking ball? <laughs> I thought that. I thought the same thing. What's her name? Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. She was watching this movie and was like, well, he's coming in like a wrecking ball. <gasps> All I see is Miley Cyrus swinging on a wrecking ball. Naked. And I'm like, God dang. But he's swinging on the wrecking ball with clothes on. And, Thank God. Uh, yes, and the house is chasing Chowder and he lights, or er, er, um, Jenny lights the match and lights the dynamite, throws it to DJ somehow. He catches it mm-hmm. miraculously. Yep. And then he miraculously throws it down the chimney. It all just worked out. Yeah. So perfect. It's almost like it's a kid's movie. You know? <laughs> um, so the house blows up. But this whole thing I wrote reminds me of like a final boss in a video game where it's like, oh, you got to throw the dynamite down the chimney to destroy this boss. And you got to do it like three times to finally blow it all the way up. It just felt like a big video game. Yeah. So the house blows up. Nobody in the neighborhood hears this either. They mm-hmm. don't hear fucking house get disintegrated until and then reassemble itself. They don't hear the crane or the backhoe. Yep. They don't hear the blow like a dynamite blowing up. Nobody's coming to help. Judy's still at the station. Just yeah. doing Judy stuff. Be, oh, and I guess we should I was gonna say neither the babysitter, but the babysitter left because she was gonna go find her boyfriend. Because she was like, Where's where's oh, that's right. Bones at? Yeah. Um but yes, nobody in this neighborhood comes to investigate shit. Nope. But all the kids, they reunite in the in the quarry, and like all the smoke is falling down with all these like flat these lights, kind of these lights are kind of all around them, and they look over and they see Nebicracker is like dancing with the ghost of his wife. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, that's so cute. That was very yeah, very nice, and and she dissipates, she goes away, and uh, DJ goes up to Nebicracker and he's like, I'm. I'm so sorry, you know, I'm yeah. sorry for everything. Oh, it's and... got to be really hard on you. And very strangely, he's like, I'm free! Yeah! <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? I think what he meant is that she's no longer in the house, and I don't have to try to protect everybody. Yeah, he, he said he's been trapped for 45 years. Yes, but the way that it comes off is he's like, I'm single! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't have to be an asshole anymore and he can yeah. live his freaking life yeah but it just made me laugh because he's like whoa which i'm it was, free it was so sad because you could tell that he really loved her oh yeah and and she was just not the nicest person but i could understand because she's people been were tormenting her people were evil to her so yeah. i would i would hate people too if they did that to me i'm not trying to 
lower that. Still, he was just very excited that he didn't have to appease her. Yeah, and and Nebercracker, I think, here calls him like a friend. He's like, thank you, friend. And he still has the doorknob to his old house. Mm Mm-hmm. Little keepsake. And I said, Jenny's mom must be furious because earlier Jenny called her mom and she's like, well, I'll be home in an hour. And it's like, (laughs) next day. (laughs) So it cuts to the neighborhood and like kids are out trick-or-treating and Nebercracker and all the kids are giving the toys back that had been taken. Yeah. Like the little girl from the beginning, she's like, I want my trike. And they're like, trike, trike, trike. Yeah. So instead of candy, they were were giving toys. Yeah. And he reassembles the trike and he gives it to the little girl and she's like, hi, trike. No. Yeah. And then um, Jenny's mom shows up. And she was like, we need to hang out soon. <laughs> it's kind of fucking weird. She's like, uh, we need to hang out soon sometime. And he's like, sure, fine. And she gets in the car, and before she leaves, she says, good luck with your puberty. <laughs> Which, if I was the mom, I'd be like, what were you guys Let's doing? Say what? What were you guys doing you while I was here? You were out all night? Talking about puberty now? <laughs> You're like, we're going to go to the doctor tomorrow and get you on some birth control. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And the, and the, the parents come home, and... The dad has like a huge ass toothbrush. He's pulling it out of the back of the car, yeah. and, I guess. And he, they're all like fucking covered in dirt and soot. And the the mom's like, "Oh, are you guys? Uh, uh you're supposed to be pirates." Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Exactly. Sure. Whatever. That's it. And so they go inside, and and Chowder has his basketball, and he's like, "You know what? We don't we don't have to go. We don't have to trick or treat, like you said." And he throws the basketball, and it gets stuck in the corner of the rim. Yeah, the rim and the backboard. <laughs> which, if you've ever played basketball a lot. It happens. Oh, gosh, yeah, it's a pain. That's why you have to have a second one to knock it loose. Yep. Or a ladder if you needed it, but... Or, like, a a broom. And DJ's like, you know what? Let's go. He's like, let's go trick-or-treating, and he... fuck it, let's get some candy. Yeah, he has all this soot on his face, and he makes, like, raccoon eyes, and then Mm. he makes, like, a mustache out of the dirt and soot. From Chowder's face. Yes, he pulls it from his face, yeah, he, like, wipes Mm. his face and makes it, but... Then they just run into the neighborhood with no sacks or anything. Like, no candy sacks or anything like that. They'll just eat it as they go. And then they're all like, great, and then the credits happen. And then the credits, several times in the credits, you see Bones comes out of the, the pit. Yep, and he's got his red kite got on his, his kite, back. And then the cops come out. And the cops are like, whoa, shit, we should, uh, wow, okay, well, I guess we should get going. They just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin James is like, why don't we go investigate some, uh, like, a box of candy? And Nick Cannon's like, well, we should go eat some candy, too. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. Just to show kind of how dumb his character is. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. And so they leave. And then I didn't think we were going to get it, but we see the dog finally come out. Yeah. The dog gets out. Like, yay. And there's a pumpkin, like a lantern with like a fire in it. It's got mm-hmm. a little light. And the dog pees on it and puts the lantern out. <laughs> and then the lights go out. And then that, or the credits start again. There was, I don't remember what point, but, um, well, when Bones comes out, Z is talking to yes. Skull. Uh, yeah, I think it's when he comes out of the pit. You're right. And then something like she's moved on. and She's like, I'm talking to Skull now. And he's like, whatever. Yeah, and and walks just, away. And then she's like, Bones, wait. Yes, she oh, chases wait. after him. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, lady. <laughs> so, but I was probably like that at her age, too. Young and dumb. Yeah, yeah. When you like somebody, you like somebody. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all from Monster House. We got through it. That's it. You said your favorite part was the I look back moment? Yes. Yeah. I know my worst part. Yeah, I know mine too. My favorite part, probably when they go into the basement of the house and they see all the toys. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't see that really coming. I was like, oh, that's... But it makes sense. Yeah. Because the house eats all the toys and... 
It's got to go somewhere. Yeah, I think my favorite part really is more of like the feel of the movie. I like the old school 80s feel. I like the animation style. It looks kind of stop motion. Yeah. Um, which Coraline is. You know, we watched kind of a making of, like a little second of a video the last night. So right. Coraline, it kind of has a feeling of stop motion. But what's your least favorite? Um, the whole Constance in the Me too. circus thing. Yeah, making Cause... her just like a the fat lady. Yeah, I'm just like... I know I watched it again this time and I, my mouth was open I took I, that a little personal my jaw was on the floor I was like whoa they're like they are really fucking going for it with this making fun of this lady I mean if she had a beard I'd be like <laughs> okay lady, like yeah. the bearded lady sure sure but no sure. the carnival was or the whatever freak show was like it's a fat lady yeah and then just them having her in a tiger cage was fucking crazy and shit. And just making her out to be gross. They never make her out to be nice because she's always yelling at the people. Yeah. I mean, they're attacking her. I get it. But she's never like, oh, I love you. And oh, we're great. We're a good couple. But yeah, it, she's just. it would have benefited if the movie was maybe a little longer, too, because mm-hmm. it moves so fast. It's only an hour and a half. They, they move real quick. But yeah, they portray this lady as terrible because the people are terrible to her. Exactly, but yeah, that's why that was my worst part. Just blech. but overall, I did I did like the movie. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I think it's because it's older, and I I'm, I haven't really watched a lot of animated mm-hmm. movies because when I was younger, <laughs> that was just not yeah what I watched. I watched scary movies and like Dirty Dancing and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I kind of had the same opinion this time where I was like, the first time I watched this, I was 18 because it came out in 2006. I was like, wow, this was really cool. Like the animation was great and the story was pretty neat, which very sadly, this said this was until 2018. This was the only animated movie that was not based on like a book by like a children's book or something. Oh, interesting. So it had its own original story. And then oh. 2018, I think another movie must have done it too, but I was like, no other animated movie has not been based on anything. They didn't, nobody just came up with it and made the movie. Wow. That was fucking crazy. So yeah, I was like, well, this was something that was original. I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought the animation style was really good. But now it, when it was going, I was a little bored at the beginning of it. Mm. But I still liked it. I just was more, you know, I don't think it really held up over time. Right. Still good, but not as like where I came out of it the first time being like, this was really good. If we had a kid, I don't know that I would let them watch it. It's got some scary moments in it, yeah. Yeah. Cause... And then the, they'd be asking what a uvula is. Right. And I'm like, don't. Go or go go ask your dad. That's what like, I would say. I'd be like, well, uvula is. <laughs> He'd be like, why is that so funny? And I'd be like, well, uvula is the thing in the back of your throat. He means clitoris, which is. <laughs> uh, I know we're wrapping up, but real quick. I was watching as a kid. My dad was watching Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. And Robin Williams makes a, a joke. Yeah, great movie. He makes a joke about a blowjob where he's like, that man is the most most dire need of a blowjob I've ever seen. <laughs> and I remember being young enough, I didn't know where I was like, Dad, what's a blowjob? And he's oh, like, oh, no. He's like, don't ask me. <laughs> he was like, it's, he just said, it's dirty. And that was oh, it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. That's that's too funny. And so, kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm sure I, your dad was terrified. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap. I think it was edited for TV because that movie's pretty dirty. Mm-hmm. So that's probably how I got away watching it. But Because it was like, well, you're watching it and this guy's cursing and shit, but he's saying blowjob and you, your dad doesn't want you to know that. I know. <laughs> um, different rules in the house when I was a kid. Yeah, kind of weird. I could watch whatever I wanted. But... Yeah, for sure. 
Hi everyone, this is Scott with just another quick update here. As you know, I think we mentioned it, we did move Spirited Away up. Originally it was going to be ending our animation month, but now we moved it to the beginning because we thought people might enjoy that some more. So now Coraline will be ending out the animation month next week, and that'll be the end of March. And so then we'll be moving into April, which we have scheduled as our mystery month. And then at the end of Coraline, we'll announce what we're doing to start that off here. But until then, I hope you guys have enjoyed animation month. Enjoy Enjoy Coraline next week, and we'll see you guys later. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate everybody downloading all of our episodes and listening to us. And uh, please tell a friend. We have Facebook where it's real easy. All you have to do is share our stuff. We post it. You can share it on your feed or maybe another feed that you can think of. But uh, we just appreciate you getting our name out there so we can grow our listeners and our downloads so you can follow us on facebook we're also on instagram <laughs> like what is that other thing called uh we're also on instagram and if you have any movie suggestions or if you just want to email us and say hi or um pretty much anything we would appreciate any kind of feedback you can get us at the film obsessed couple at gmail.com and uh yeah we just really are very appreciative of everybody listening yes absolutely thank you guys for everything and all right well we'll see you next week bye